you are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, NFL fans. It's Super Bowl week, and this is the Thursday edition of your Locked On NFL show. We have a great one for you. We're going to get into a couple of things around the league, and of course, we've got to talk a little bit of Super Bowl. Got something new for you. If you've seen, we've shifted the lineup here on Locked On NFL a little bit, and today, Jake List goes with me, and he's going to be the new guy running this show that has to put up with me every day, and I appreciate that. You can still catch Q as well as Chris over on the Friday show. They're coming up tomorrow, so don't miss them. And if you're new to our show, here's the deal. I'm an old strength conditioning coach, exercise physiologist. I do a couple of things around the league, and I've covered a number of teams, one in particular that happens to be playing this weekend. We'll leave them unnamed. But I do a lot of things around the draft as well. So if you're interested, you can always find me over at Rogue Analytics. That's my personal athleticism matrix kind of stuff, as well as RGR Football on YouTube. Ryan, thanks for the introduction. I am the aforementioned Jake. I come from a very different background. I have not been a strength and conditioning coach. I have not taught grown athlete men how to become stronger and more athletic. Instead, I come from the analytics side of things. I used to work for Pro Football Focus. I've been covering a team that decidedly is not playing this (laughs) weekend for the Locked On Podcast Network. I cover the Bengals just to get that out of the way. Polar opposites, I think. Super Bowl team, Cincinnati Bengals since... Well, about when I was born, the Bengals haven't been in playoff contention, but very excited to join you and cover the rest of the NFL and bring an analytical lens to things. But I do want to throw one thing out there for the people that are listening to the show. Just because I say analytics doesn't mean I'm watching the game by watching the EPA meter go up and down. That's not how I watch football. Just to be clear, I do like tape. I use analytics to inform tape. So just want to throw that out there before people come for me if they're if they're the old school crowd. <laughs> I think we're going to get along just fine. Slightly varied pieces of information on the same take, and I think that's going to be great. I don't think anybody's going to be coming for anybody. So if anybody's coming for anybody, it's probably going to be in Philly from what we heard today, and that's really where we should probably start with the news. I thought it might have settled down. I thought it might be, hey, you know, we're going to kumbaya and move forward and New guys here running this team. Sorry, Doug. Um, It doesn't seem like that's it, though, is it? No, it doesn't. Adam Schefter reporting on 97.5 The Fan today that Carson Wentz wants out in Philly. He's done with the franchise. And Philadelphia, because of that desire from Carson Wentz, is still open to the trade possibility. But according to Schefter, who believes if he had to make a prediction that Wentz will be traded this offseason, It's not a sure thing. They're not going to trade him just to trade him. Philly's expecting a first round pick in compensation. And when you look at the deal that just happened with the Lions and Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, those impending possible trades, I wonder what the price tag actually would be for a guy like Carson Wentz, who obviously has had success, has a pedigree, but did have his share of struggles to the point where he got benched, rightfully or not, in 2020. Dude, I feel like we should have background music just like going around in circles until everybody has to sit down real fast because I don't know where they're all going to land. 
there's so many quarterbacks that are talking about maybe being available. This thing between Wentz and the team, obviously, at this point, if Schefter's correct, goes beyond the relationship with Doug Peterson. And I think that's significant because a lot of what the run-up was was, hey, they just they couldn't make it work. They couldn't play for and with each other. They have to separate. And then clearly the organization made a choice, in my opinion, but now that they have to make another one, whether to stick it out with a quarterback that doesn't want to be in the city, in their organization, or do they try to get a clean break and move on? What do you think happens? I mean, I'm inclined to believe Adam Schefter, right? If Adam Schefter is going to stake his reputation on it, if I have to make a decision, he's going to get traded. I'm usually going to go with Adam Schefter on that kind of statement. I mean, the guy is as credible as they come in the NFL. And when he says something, he usually has really good reason to say so. So that's where I'm at right now. But the thing that could happen is there could just be too many quarterbacks available and there might be too many doubters out there for Carson Wentz. That's the scenario where he he doesn't get traded. They don't get the compensation that they're looking for. I mean, even Jameis Winston is out there, right? And if there's a team that wants to take that lottery ticket instead of Wentz, they don't have to give up trade compensation to do so. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's about value versus risk, right? And in, in, same in a lot of different industries. I think this one is definitely something that we're going to have to get more information on as it gets closer to deadlines upcoming, like, you know, the draft that might change some of those things. But they're not the only ones taking risk. There's risk when you get your hair cut. And unfortunately, there's one team that uh, came really close to getting themselves in trouble with that. Yeah, there are going to be some some questions in Kansas City, too. Patrick Mahomes was scheduled to have his haircut. There were 20 people in the Chiefs organization scheduled to have their haircut. Daniel Kilgore was in the chair, and the Chiefs rushed into the room, apparently, saying that the barber, who had five consecutive negative tests for COVID, had tested positive on his point-of-care test that day. Kilgore was deemed a close contact. He was already deemed a close contact, so he just told the barber to finish. They were both wearing masks, according to the report, again from Adam Schefter. And we'll have to see how these tests goes. Kilgore and Demarcus Robinson were considered to be close contacts, but both have tested negative so far. Yeah, and from people that I've talked to as well, the, the barber himself was not only wearing a mask, he's doubled up. So he had two protective devices between him and the players themselves. Dan was the first one in the chair, as I understand it, and it looks like Demarcus was going to be too. That's unconfirmed, but hey. At the end of the day, this organization in Kansas City has been very well aware of this Super Bowl coming, and they've been adamant about keeping as much to the protocol, if not above and beyond, than they could have. And uh, kudos to them for getting it done and getting him out of the room before uh, before anybody else got exposed. It's going to be an interesting run here, and I think that's a bullet dodged. Not everybody can say that, and there's a number of teams in a couple of divisions that aren't necessarily dodging very well. We're going to talk about them next. The chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics versus us do-it-yourselfers, but rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing their prices based on whims like the airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require a membership or an account login. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend twice the money for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com now to see all the parts available for your car or truck 
right? Locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan, I think that there's a really interesting team building conversation to be had. And so I want to go division by division and take a look at what the offseason might look like for some of these teams around the NFL, starting with the NFC North. And this is, out of all the divisions, I think, in football, the division that is in the biggest cap hell situation across the league. You know, it certainly seems like it. And um, just to get it out there, I, I want to make it very clear. Um, Mama was a Bears fan, so I will not be saying anything derogatory about them at this point, but they also are in cap hell. It's really widespread. I mean, you start with the Packers. They're currently looking at a the biggest hole out of the NFC North teams, $28 million to get back to zero. Twenty-eight and a half depends on the number, right? Reportedly, the number is going to be 180 plus the team's adjustment from rollover cash. But the the Packers are strapped. There are some moves they can make to get back towards zero. They do have Corey Lindsley as a free agent, who's one of their better offensive linemen, one of the best centers in the NFL. They could potentially part ways with Christian Kirksey and Preston Smith. But even with those two moves, if those are cap cuts for them, they still need to figure out some other either cap cuts or restructures or extensions just to get back to zero. Yeah, that's the tough part. You can make cuts at the linebacker level if you really need to, but you're not saving anything and you're downgrading your ability to play on the field at the same time. The problem is that you have a ton of money sunk into your edge setters, to your defensive ends, and there's no relief in sight for that unless you're looking at some kind of drastic move. I don't see them doing it. On top of that, obviously, Aaron Rodgers has a huge contract that is probably worth it, right? You you get your elite quarterbacks and you lock them up and you keep them. But that does cause you to spend less money at some other positions. At cornerback, they've still got Jair Alexander over there, but they're only spending $7 million on that entire position. So you've got a few places where you're not spending as much. You need a little bit of help. You have some cap cuts you're going to need to make. And that's going to make for a very tight offseason, I think, for the Packers. The Vikings, one of the NFC North rivals for the Packers, in a little bit better shape. They're at $8 million to go to get to zero. And according to Luke Braun, who's our Locked On Vikings host, he thinks that some restructures and extensions for some of their stars will get them back under the cap. But again, you you never want to be in the red. It's a rare occasion in the NFL, but COVID has caused some rare things to happen. There always is, and it's a tough one over there because you've got experience, you've got performance from the linebacker level, which is pretty expensive on that roster. And can you make a move away from any of the stars? I mean, Barr is is a recent re-signee, right? Like, I like his game, but is that – can you really look to that to be the spot to make cuts? I mean, there's also – back to our first conversation in the the opening segment, um, there's a question at quarterback there too, which is not – I mean, it's not outrageous in their total cost, but in terms of a room, it's clearly up there. Uh, I mean, the quarterbacks on that roster are making more money than the entire offensive line is. And it's not like they're getting elite quarterback play. I think that there is a healthy debate to be had on 
Kirk Cousins that maybe we don't need to get into today, but I think Minnesota is likely to stick with him. For me, I would call quarterback a team need for the Vikings as someone who watched Andy Dalton in Cincinnati for a very long time. I know what quarterback purgatory looks like. It's pretty obvious to outside observers, and and Kirk Cousins is a step above that, I think. But if you're looking for Mike Zimmer to really elevate this team, get a playoff win, I think they probably need more than Kirk Cousins in the modern NFL. Zimmer isn't going to get it done all by himself on that defensive side of the ball. And speaking of not getting it done, Detroit, man, they just pick up this massive contract for Jared Goff. They could potentially restructure some of that. There's a lot of guaranteed salary in that deal. But with that addition, with that contract swap, they do pick up those two first round picks, which is great for the Lions and their long-term rebuild plans. But they might be spending more than any other team in the NFL at the quarterback position, which is generally just going to make things challenging when they added $14 million to their cap figure in acquiring Jared Goff. Yeah, and that's that's the question. Clearly, the bridge is going to cost you, right? I guess it's expensive to build bridges wherever you build them. But it, when you take a look at it, the bigger picture is that those picks are going to get you done in the future. Do you have to sacrifice? Is this a situation where you really have to look at those picks and let the, the bridge quarterback be what he is? Do you think you can really turn him around? Because you can trim the fat here and there on this roster, but there's not a whole lot there that I think you can really tear all the way down and build all the way back up, even with those additional picks. There's really not a whole lot of flexibility in the short term, especially financially, and there's not a whole lot they've got going on at wide receiver. Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, both free agents, and it will be challenging for the Lions if they even want to bring them back to come up with the money to do so. They've also got a young guy coming off his rookie deal in Romeo Okwara, who had a fantastic contract year at the edge rusher position, and... For me, he's a free agent sleeper. I imagine Detroit would like to bring him back. But after the year he had, that could be challenging. Yeah, I have to think so. And it is, again, especially at this point, when you are taking the top off of your roster in the quarterback position, you have to get cheaper underneath and you have to be able to invest in low-cost alternatives to maybe what you would like to have in the meantime. I don't know. Maybe that's an option to come back. We d- we'll have to see. I-, I can tell you one thing. I don't think Galladay will be there. And if he's not there, where could he be? It's probably not going to be in Chicago either. But the-, this- the Bears are in a very similar situation in that a lot of money stuck in their cornerbacks. And the quarter, <laughs> the captain of the offense has been an ongoing transition, right? I don't know that you have any way to make any kind of serious change there in terms of what it costs you to do so. Do you look at the edge rushers? Khalil Mack is, is an expensive piece, but uh, that trade costs you capital to get there, and now it's costing you salary now. The, the question becomes uh, pretty convoluted for this roster. Yeah, I think that there are some contracts that the Bears can move on from. Akeem Hicks is one. He is on the wrong side of 30. He's starting to see his play deteriorate a little bit. He is a fan favorite in Chicago, so this could be potentially an unpopular move, but they can save $10 million just by moving on from Akeem Hicks, who at 32 years old for an interior defensive lineman, it's hard to really speculate that there's a bounce back year coming in his future. Usually those declines are steady if they're not steep and don't have a lot of bounce to them. So we'll see what happens with Akeem Hicks over there. And Bobby Massey, another cap cut candidate, in Chicago, where he could save the Bears $5.5 million against the cap. And that would create a need for them, potentially at the tackle position. But for the Bears, it's it's 
quarterback and it's can we get a quarterback that makes Allen Robinson want to stay right and and if we can answer those two questions maybe they've got a team that can compete next year if we can answer those two questions um McCaskey family I'm available to be your assistant GM uh, I, who knows what the answer is going to be to that one I think this is going to be an interesting offseason in a lot of different ways it, it might be a key year in the future for Matt Nagy as well so keep an eye out for all of them and transition is the name of the game they have a what is it they're the second least over the cap of these divisional foes so maybe they have a little bit easier time but they are not in the same position as another division that we have to get to so I think on the backside of this we'll get into them before we get into the AFC North, I want to tell you a little bit about some betonline.ag odds for 2022 Super Bowl in the spirit of Super Bowl week. There are five teams at 75 to 1 coming up at the rear in the NFL next year, including the Bengals, the Broncos, the Lions, the Jaguars, and Jets. If you think one of those long shots is going to turn it around in one year and dethrone, maybe it's the Chiefs, maybe it's the Bucks. Well, you can put your money where your mouth is with betonline.ag. They've got odds for anything you can imagine, including cross-sport odds. You've got Tom Brady passing yards against NBA first quarter points on Sunday. That's a bet you can make at betonline.ag. And right now, they'll match your initial deposit up to 50%. All you've got to do is use promo code LOCKEDON when you sign up. Head on over to betonline.ag. Get your welcome bonus. Again, that's promo code locked on. Check out all their odds and betting choices. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Introducing Echelon Fit, the evolution of fitness. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that feeling of accomplishment, of hitting your fitness goals, and feeling great about yourself. Wherever you want to go, Echelon can get you there. Echelon offers you the next generation of connected fitness bikes, mirrors, rowing machines, and all their stride smart treadmill. No matter what your fitness level is, what your activity is, Echelon can have a fun and challenging workout in the comfort of your home. Their world-class instructors will motivate you and thousands daily, live and on-demand, studio-level classes always available when you need them. Unlike their competitors, Echelon is affordable for everyone. One membership lets up to five family members work out at the same time. And right now, you can try Echelon Fitness Equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit.com slash NFL. And as we have time to talk about a whole other division, at least as fast as we can talk today, I think we're going to take a look at what is the bruiser division here. A lot of, I don't know. Not hijinks, but a lot of stress going through, uh, you know, getting into the playoffs, who's going to be in there, how they're going to knock each other out. And for one team in particular, I think they've met their match and it's not on the field. It's in the front office. They're like $30 million over this cap. The Pittsburgh Steelers are a little bit in trouble. What stands out to you is like the, the place that they have to start. Well, they have to figure out how they're going to just get into compliance with the salary cap. If Ben Roethlisberger, Marquise Pouncey join, Vance McDonald in retirement, that gets the Steelers to about $0 in terms of salary cap space, about. And so they're going to have to look at their roster and say, are we going to really go a year with Mason Rudolph or do we want to actually try to compete? And if you're, if you're taking a year off, well, then you're going to make some other moves and you're probably going to free up some space for future years. They've got guys on their, on their roster right now that I think that if they do need to rebuild, they're not part of that next window. Guys like David DeCastro, 31 years old, their first round pick. 
been a great right guard for them, but is he part of their next window if they need to go find a new quarterback? Same could be said for guys like Eric Ebron, Steve Nelson, Joe Hayden. So if they decide we're going to rebuild, they can free up a ton of space for future years, but they would have to take a year off. And I'm not sure that that's the Steelers way. I, I'm not sure about that either. And when I look at the other side of the ball, you're a little heavy at the cornerback position in two guys. Now, I don't think Joe Hayden's earned himself a demotion or or getting cut, but see, Nelson looks like a guy that maybe isn't putting out for the 14.4 that he's on the cap number this year. Is that someplace where you can make some of that money back, go try to go younger? This draft class might be very interesting for the way that they want to play. I don't know. It could be out there, but I think it comes back to the fact that what you saw with this season was – when they lost the bookend, T.J. Watt is an incredible player. He has become even better than we expected. But without the bookend and Bud Dupree, we saw how things slowed down for that team and what ended up happening to them down the stretch. Bud Dupree is one of their free agents. Uh, the injury complicates that completely. So you have to think that they have to look at maybe shedding some more salary there and looking at a new edge defender as well. Yeah, I think that's got to be something that they go after in the draft because I don't see how they can spend the money to find the guy. I mean, they do have Alex Highsmith. I'll say that. Alex Highsmith, new new guy that came in to replace Bud Dupree out of Charlotte, could be a really good edge rusher in the NFL. He could get to that spot. But you're right. They do need some help to, to get the pass rush going the way they play defense. Tyson Alualu probably not coming back for them after the seasons that he's had. Stephon Tuitt, a, a big cap hit, along with Cam Hayward. Both of those guys really good. But but you're right. It's it's really a team effort in the NFL. You see it across the league. When you have one premier guy, if they don't have help, a lot of the times that's just not enough to get it done. It's it's not just them either. There's plenty of teams that are in this situation. And losing part of your tandem always causes you some trouble. I, I think that might be something the Ravens might have to deal with. That's an interesting roster over there as well, is that they have a couple of aging pieces that are going to get out there. One in particular that I find really interesting. Matt Judon goes back and forth for me in terms of production, but it looks like he's, what is he going to be, 29 years old? I, I don't think that, A, they're going to want him back after this last season's production at anywhere near that number. It's a question about he flirted with the idea with a couple of players around the league last offseason. Does that end up working out? Is he somebody that could drift off of that roster? And I'll say the other one that I find really – interesting there is can they find a way to reduce salary enough to bring Willie Steed back because I feel like with Lamar's offense Willie's the guy that helps him move the chains when he's in doubt and I think that's something he has to have the Ravens one way or another are overdue to find a receiver to actually make Lamar's life a little bit easier I mean you've got the quarterback that just won an MVP last year he is going to beat every single team with his legs but he didn't get a whole lot of help from his skilled players at least catching the ball in 2020. So to me, I feel like they've absolutely got to address wide receiver. And you talk about Matt Judon. When's the last time the Baltimore Ravens didn't have a pass rush? I mean, the last two years, they've gotten after the quarterback, but they've done it because their defensive coordinator is smart enough to rig blitzes up that, that confuse protection schemes and get free rushers. They're not doing it because Terrell Suggs and Elvis Doomerville, for example, are out there beating up on offensive tackles. They don't have those guys. So if they want to get back to that point, which I imagine is in the Ravens' blood, they're only spending $1 million at the edge rusher position in 2021 right now. 
you expect that number to go up. The Ravens do have a little bit of cap to play with. I'm not sure there are any obvious cap cuts coming up for them, but they could go out there and make a splash at edge if they want to. They're spending a lot at corner. I think that's by design. I think that they they love that. That's a strength that they can lean on. And if they can bolster their edge rush a little bit, that defense can stay really scary. And if you can find a wide receiver or or some, something somewhere, something dynamic on offense, they can get back to where they were and be a really good team again. Yeah, I think so too. It comes down to me like the cornerbacks are an interesting group because I think you'd normally consider them a strength. I don't know that they were down the stretch. So that would make me question whether that's something you have to take a look at getting younger at. And The Ravens had some injury issues at corner down the stretch. So you talk about the secondary starting to starting to struggle. They were very dinged up. But when you start with Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey, you're starting with a pretty good core there. Yeah, that's that's very true. You can't take anything away from that. I, Marlon struggled a little bit. What was it with the hunt in the playoff game? I was surprised by that a little bit, but I think you can't take that away as like the lasting image of an entire season, right? You have to be able to move past that. And moving past is going to be a challenge for some other teams as well, including the one that I think was kind of the story of the season uh, in a lot of ways in the Browns making that push, they're a little heavy at a number of offensive positions, and their balance is way out of whack. What are they spending? $54 million on defense? Uh, yes, they're young. They have corners like Ward, and they, they have some pieces out there. Uh, they have a couple of, of older veterans that are going to go, too, in Olivier Vernon that I think has kind of aged himself out of there. And interestingly enough, uh, Terrence Mitchell is on their free agent list. He played 1,200 snaps for them this last season. They're going to have to make some adjustments back there as well. But where do you think the balance ought to be for this team? Well, I think they've got to figure out what they're doing with Odell Beckham, right? Is he a part of this team's future? They they can get out of that contract scot-free. If they decide we can't figure it out with Odell, they can save $16 million and, and, and put that money toward Allen Robinson or something, right? Like maybe Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, some of these free agents we've talked about from the NFC North are better fits for the Browns and what they want to do on offense with Kevin Stefanski. If that's the case, you just get rid of $60 million and maybe your wide receiver position is is feeling stronger. Maybe Jarvis Landry isn't even back. I, I am skeptical that that would happen, but they can't. They, they need something else, I think, at wide receiver. And as you talked about on the defensive line, Miles Garrett, all world, maybe the best edge rusher in the league, right? TJ Watt, we talked about him too. He, he needs a running mate. And Sheldon Richardson is a guy. Larry Ogunjobi's a free agent. Sheldon Richardson's a guy that might be cut. $11.5 million they can save by moving on from Sheldon Richardson if they choose to believe that you know he's not playing up to his salary. So the Browns could save some money and then they could go out there and try to address some of the things that maybe were holes. Cornerback. You talk about Terrence Mitchell playing playing all those snaps. Well, maybe they need some help there. They do have Greedy Williams. He was hurt. Mm-hmm. Is Greedy Williams a guy they're going to count on at any point? I don't know. That's the question of the day, right? You've made these investments in young players. Can they get to the point where they can produce for you? Because if not, you have to go out and spend some money. And that's, interestingly enough, the one thing that the Bengals can do, because they're in the best cap situation of anyone in this division, and uh, they might be near, near and dear to your heart. What do you think's going on there? 
Well, I think the Bengals are going to get up to probably closer to $55 million in space from the 36 they're at right now. They've got some very obvious cut candidates in Geno Atkins, Bobby Hart, and BJ Finney, who they acquired in their trade of Carlos Dunlap to the Seattle Seahawks for effectively nothing. I mean, they got a seventh round pick in BJ Finney, who they're just going to cut because there's no dead cap hit there. So that adds about $20 million to their 36 that I'm currently projecting for them. And these numbers could change a little bit, but there are some very clear-cut needs for this team. They've got to get better at right tackle. They've got to get better at right guard. They've got to get better at an edge rusher spot. They, they need to add at least somebody there. They're going to need a three-tech. They've gotten too used to Geno Atkins making havoc in the middle of that defense. They're going to need to replace him. And I, I think that they're going to need cornerback help too. They've currently got William Jackson as a free agent, but all they've got outside of that is Trey Waynes and his $16 million cap hit in 2021. And, and behind him, there's Darius Phillips, who's got some injury questions. I don't know if they're going to feel very comfortable with him there. So a lot of questions on that roster, a laundry list of needs, but at least they have money, right? At least they have an early draft pick. They, they could go out there and, and address some of these things if they keep some of their own guys and try to make a turnaround. It's, it's a place that I find really interesting. And the one guy that's on the free agent list that, that I find interesting is is Carl Lawson a guy that they want to bring back, or do you think that he's performed well enough to to be that guy? I do think that. I think that the sack numbers don't show it so much as the opportunities he's created for some other guys. Brandon Thorne, great offensive line, defensive line analyst, had Carl Lawson as one of the top 25 or so pass rushers, I think, in the NFL this year, and other metrics that have the the sack created, which is just who's the guy that beat his blocker first on a play when a sack happened. Carl Lawson ranked really well there. So he was creating havoc for others. He's their only guy that's winning one-on-one consistently right now. Sam Hubbard on the other side, more of a hustle, high motor cleanup kind of sack production player. So I think that Carl Lawson has kind of forced himself or they forced themselves into a position where they have to keep him if they want anyone who's going to be able to win by himself on that defensive line. It's going to be interesting to see how this all falls out. This is going to be a season where there's a lot of maneuvering to get under the cap. These aren't the only teams that have work to do. And so I think that's going to make a lot of free agency available, a lot of movement around the league. And for us, that just means more things to talk about. We're going to do that all off season here on Thursdays. Jake and I doing our thing. Uh, you need to check out Friday too, though, because Q and Chris are going to have that all locked down. So we appreciate you taking the time today, hanging out with us. And we will talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by 1010. 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 one-of-a-kind engagement rings designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today. Using only diamonds responsibly and sustainably sourced from Botswana, 10 Design Masters have each produced a uniquely beautiful diamond ring. And you can find it exclusively at BlueNile.com.